Thank you so much, Pastor Brandon, uh, Pastor Sharon. It is a privilege and honor to be here, and we're really excited. So I just will put a pause on my English for 10 seconds. Bon matin à tous ceux qui parlent français. Y en a-tu qui parlent français? Ça me fait plaisir. Ça me fait vraiment plaisir. Je voulais juste vous saluer premièrement. C'est notre première langue et c'est juste un, un privilège de pouvoir connecter avec d'autres personnes francophones à l'extérieur du Québec. So I just welcomed the French because French is our first language and it's nice to see there are other French people outside of Quebec. Sometimes in Quebec we have this idea that, you know, like we're the French, the French area and it's just a blessing for us. So Um, I quickly want to share with you guys just a little bit who we are, what, we're, what we do, why we're doing it. So fast backtrack 16, 17 years ago. So we've been in ministry now for 25 years. And 17 years ago, we were doing youth ministry. And my husband, as I had these three little ones at home, uh, went into this burnout. And during that Uh, for a whole month, he could do nothing. He was working part-time at the church, and he was uh, driving school buses, which was our part-time salary. And uh, the only thing he could do for that whole month was just lie down, listen to worship, and fall asleep. And in a month, the Lord miraculously restored him. And he came out of this month with this, uh, this God dream of the Lord told him, I want you to gather the province to pray for revival. And I actually told him, honey, you're crazy. How many, I, I, I feel like there might be other wives that understand that, you know, when your husband just came out of a burnout and comes with a project, but who knows that when God gives a dream, God will do it. And so uh, we began this journey of gathering. At that time, we were with youth ministry, so we gathered young people together to pray, to worship, to seek his face and see a turn, a change in the atmosphere in Quebec. Now, I don't know if any of you have been to Quebec and by a show of hands. There you go. All right. So I don't know if you've noticed, but Quebec mindsets, especially outside of Montreal, is very... It's behind the times. Spiritually speaking, probably 20, 25 years behind English Canada. And so our heart was really to, to reach and equip the leaders, the pastors, to, to see them walk in revival. And so we started gathering just youth leaders, youth uh, groups, and worshiping and praying together, equipping them. And as the Lord shifted us, he's brought us into senior leadership. And after, I guess, well, 11 years ago. And uh, at that time, the Lord said, now I'm changing your platform. Now I want you to impact and grow the senior leaders, which was a good thing because we were getting a lot of adults saying, hey, can we come? We want to pray for revival. Our heart is stirred. And in the last 10 years, so I'm going to just, we started gathering pastors, which we called this a fraternity. Now, it's not like college fraternity. I, I've come to understand by talking with pastors, Pastor Sharon that a fraternity for you would be kind of like a group. For us, fraternity means a band of brothers, which come together and pray, seek God, and uh, open their hearts. So we, we grew this for a network of pastors and leaders. It's grown, we just did actually on Friday of last week, a gathering of 80 leaders and pastors from all over our province. And that was not even half of those that could have been there. And yet it was more than what we were before COVID. And uh, we were able to minister to them, worship together, praise, you know, like just um, eat together. We, we, those that came in, some came in and drove eight, 10 hours to be there. Because in the French world, there's not very much to give them as resources. And so they don't, they don't have conferences or, you know, they can't travel across the country even, you know, because everything is in English. And most of, outside of Montreal, most of Quebec speaks only French. They understand maybe 30%, 40% of what you'll say, but not enough to be able to follow online or to grow in your spiritual life. So the material that they have is from 40 and 50 years ago. 
And so we started over the past eight years, we, st- we gathered a prophetic company, uh, prophetic people from every church and denomination that was in that group of band of brothers in that network. Uh, we, we now have maybe 80 uh, leaders that are prophetic and we're training them in the prophetic. We, we started, we would do events and conferences, which God has given us grace because somehow we would reach out to a Heidi Baker I don't know if you know who Heidi Baker is. In Quebec, we didn't. But we would reach out to her, to Sean Boltz, to Danny Silk, to, and I could go on, Lance Walno. And these people, we would say, can you come and train the province? And they would say, yes. Like, hands down, we're there. And we were like, okay. So we knew this mandate of translating what God was doing in the rest of the country, country in the rest of America and the world was part of what we had to do to accelerate the growth, the spiritual growth of these pastors, leaders, and Christians. And in this last year, the Lord told us it's time to take that step of faith. So we stepped down as senior leaders and we went full-time by faith uh, and we're so, so blessed that TCC without even knowing really who we are. I mean, we, we know Pastor Brandon and Sharon, but just have stepped out and poured into us, invested in us. And the fruit that we're seeing right now, I just want to say, is your fruit. Because you're pouring into this and into what God is doing. And we're seeing miraculous growth. So just real quickly, we are starting in September. Uh, Yay, Jesus. We're starting a school of ministry. It's called the School of His Presence. In French, it will be growing leaders that will walk alongside their pastors to do the work of the ministry. Because you see, pastors and ministers in Quebec are tired. They've been there 20, 25 years. Churches are 20, 25 people. And these pastors are laboring, but they have no one to hold up their hands like Aaron and Ur did for Moses. And so that's the, the huge part of what we want, feel God is calling us to do. So two weeks ago, just before our trip to Ontario, um, I, I was calling up these pastors in the Gaspésie area. Do you guys know where that is? I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, yes, BZ is the peninsula as you come into Quebec. And uh, I was calling these pastors that I do not know. Understand, it's just a random phone call by faith saying, hey, we want to come on our bill. We don't want to be a burden. We want to serve you, maybe just eat a meal with you. We want to love on you. What can we do? And pastors are weeping and saying, nobody's ever done this. We've been here 20 years. When we've been, one pastor told me, I'm pastoring three churches at the same time. Now understand, there's one church per city or per village. And these tr- three churches that he was pastoring at the same time were an hour, an hour and a half away from each other. He's just driving. And he said, I'm so tired. And to feel that you guys are with us is just giving us the, the, this energy to continue. So we feel God is giving us favor and grace, and we see these leaders encouraged and saying, we want to keep going. We, you know, God is bringing a revival, not only to Quebec, but to Canada. And it's going to take workers, and it's going to take people that are going to be persistent and, and running after his presence more than anything else. So... Our heart has been to walk alongside these, these leaders and to bring this, this. Now the next step is the school of ministry. We're really excited. But we see God is doing a new thing in our province. And we're just honored, really, really honored with all our heart that you guys are pouring into us and loving on us in this, in this step of faith that we've taken. There's no itinerant ministries in Quebec uh, there's maybe one or two and they have a guitar and usually go from church to church and sing. It, it's not, it's a different world, uh, when it comes to that. So we're blessed that you guys would just partner with us in this way. I'm going to stop there. I know time is moving forward, but I did just want to share a word that I felt the Lord had for this house. And it's been three weeks now. I've just been mulling over it as I'm I've been praying for our time here, and I just, I just want to release this over you. I don't know if you know the story of Mephibosheth, but um, three weeks ago I was praying for this church, and the Lord said, Hannah, look up Mephibosheth. 
I don't know if I'm saying that right in English, but. And I went to 2 Samuels 9, and I, I want to read this verse to you. And it's the story of David who got on his heart. He had this, this sense of, is, are there any more descendants of Saul or of Jonathan? Are, where are they? How can I, I love on them and honor them? And um, one, one nurse said, he said, how may I show that kindness to the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake? And then one nurse came up and she said, well, there is one son, the son of Jonathan that is, is left. He's in this place. And David went to him and brought him into his home. And this is what he said. And he said to Mephibosheth, he said, do not fear for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. And when I read that, the Lord told me to tell, tell you, tell this house, that he is about to restore. You are coming into a season of restoration. Things that you thought were lost, things that you thought had been forgotten, not only as a church, but and I really do feel that as a church, you're about to step into this, maybe uh, things that you thought were taken and were unjustly. And the Lord is saying, I am about to restore. Just watch and see my multiplication and my restoration of things that you thought were lost. And Mephibosheth was given all the lands of his father. He was given all the lands of Saul. Now Saul was a king. He was given his servants. There was a, where he, he went to being, I'm boarding in this house. And he literally was uh, just boarding, taking, having a room in this one home, to now being the Lord of these lands. And there is an upgrade coming to this house. Not just in material things, but I believe in spiritual things. That class that Pastor Sharon will be giving, I encourage everybody, just go take it. You've already taken it, take it again. Because you need to be ready for that next place, that next level, that upgrade that God is about to give you. And what do I do with it? It's not up to them to do, to do all the work. This is the work of the ministry is equipping the saints. You guys need to be equipped for this upgrade. You know, an upgrade without the equipped people, it becomes just like this riches that are right there. And what are we going to do with that? You know, Pastor, Pastor Brandon, go ahead, you do it. Pa Pastor Paul, you do it. Pastor Samuel. But no, you are called to do the work of the ministry. You are called to pray for the sick. You are called to, to be the light, to shine. And it says here that you shall eat bread at my table continually. That's the Father's table. And I, I, I just want to finish. If you want to receive this word, I just want to invite you to stand up right where you are. Maybe you're at home. I just want to invite you. Stand up and just... The Lord is doing something right now. It's a step of faith to say, Lord, I want to eat at your table. I want to receive that restoration and I want this upgrade and I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to sign up for that class. I'm ready to, to do what it takes to be equipped and ready for this upgrade. So Lord, right now, I just release this word over this house and I declare, Lord, that there is an upgrade and a restoration that is happening, a restoration of what's been taken, a restoration of what's been lost, a restoration even of joy and of peace, a restoration of boldness, a restoration over this house in Jesus' name. And if you want it, just you take it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Woohoo, I got extra time here. Free, free, free bonus. <laughs> All right, I try to move, do my best. All right, I, I'm more French. She's really like fully bilingual. Um, not fully bilingual. So I usually have a disclaimer before I preach. All right. If I put, if, uh, yeah, if I put, sometimes I put H where there's no H and there, and I drop H where they're supposed to have an H sound, all right? Because in Quebec, in French, there's no H sound. You know that, eh? So we don't pronounce the H, all right? So sometimes I put H where there's not like, like, uh, like hospital, 
instead of hospital. All right? All right? So, so if, if you don't understand, put a H or drop a H and it'll probably make more sense to you. All right? Or if not, raise your hand and I'll try to translate myself again. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to thank you. Yes, Anna said it for us, but I just want to thank you. Uh, I know you guys don't necessarily know us. We, we know your pastors, but we cannot make it without people from outside sowing in our province. And this is very precious for us that you guys as a church sow into us. Because I think sometimes the rest of Canada believe more in revival in Quebec than Quebec itself. And, but we, 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 we're so thankful that you guys just sow because we cannot make it without people from the outside saying, hey, we want Quebec to be blessed, you know. And even at that, that pastor's meeting, we paid all the day for them. We didn't charge anything for Some of them, eight hours away, we paid their hotel to be there just because we want to tear the loaf with them. Because you guys are tearing the loaf. You know what means tearing the loaf? Like the, the, the five bread and the two lo- and the, the five loaves and the two fish, right? The five bread and the two loaves. The f- <laughs> you see, I'm French, sorry. The five loaves and the two fish, you know, they teared, they teared and the Lord put back in your hand, in their hand. And I believe that as you guys tear your loaves with us, I believe God will give you back and put more in your hands. And that's what we want to do for our own province. People that even some of them, their church cannot even afford to send them to their conference. And when we pay for them, we just believe for more. We just believe that God will provide for us at the same time. Because when you bless, you will receive. Amen. Uh, so thank you for sharing your bread with us. We make, you, know, you need to know that this bread is really cared for and, and shared again to other, towards other people. Amen. All right, if I can put a, a, a title to, to one I want to share, it's really something that the Lord is stirring since the start of the year. It's called Consecrated to the One Thing. But since you're in a series called Deeper, let's change it to Deeper Consecration to the One Thing. And does it make sense? All right, does it make sense, pastors? All right, if you want to write a title somewhere, Deeper Consecration to the One Thing. Because I believe the time is now. I believe the time for Quebec is now, and I believe the time for revival in Canada is now. Our step of faith of us releasing our church, you need to know, like, it's like releasing your salary to nothing, like nothing. If the Lord does not provide, we just go back to do buses, I don't know, give our, give our, 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 our huh? Give a name to your pastors. Anyway, find something else to do. But, you know, like the Lord needs to provide. But our step of faith is only based on the fact that we believe the Lord told us on the other side of COVID, the time for Quebec is now. And we need somebody in. And I believe that we just want to fill that gap. There's need to be a voice in Quebec. And in Canada, there's many voices in Canada. But in Quebec, there's no voice. Say, the time for revival is now. Let's, let's go for revival. Let's pray for revival. Let's, let's believe that God wants to move now. Who says amen to that? Come on. And we want to team up with Canada. Sometimes Quebec is it's like in his own bubble. Sorry, that's true. We're kind of our own bubble. We have few connections with you guys. And we want to be that bridge with the rest of Canada that we work together in unity for revival in, in our land. And the time is now. The Lord told me that on the, on the, the, on the other side of the COVID, the Lord was not building himself platforms. He was building himself a consecrated people. Come on. I don't say there will never be any more people on the platform. I just say it's not about building platforms anymore. It's about building a consecrated people. Come on. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. I don't know if it makes sense. You. It's you. It's you. It's all of us. Come on. God is rising. I believe there's something bubbling in the spirit. There's faith rising up for more right now. Come on. And I see it in leaders and I see it in people. There's like an expectation of God is on the move. God is up to something in the next season. Come on. And we want to go hard after him. He gave me that verse. Psalm 50 verse 5. Gather to me my consecrated people. Come on. Gather to me. To who? 
not to concerts. Come on. Gather to me. Come on. Another version will say, gather for me, my consecrated people. Come on. It's about him. We need to be in the next season even more about him. Come on. There's a call to the consecration. There's a call to deeper consecration to the one thing. To him. Does it make sense? Do you hear me speaking in English or are you still speaking French and I don't know? <laughs> there's, a deep there's a deeper call. There's a deeper consecration to the one thing for the church. At this time, at this hour. You know those famous words from King David, Psalm 27, 4. You know this verse. One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek. Come on. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him. Put H. In His temple. Two H in a row. It's a good, good job, Joe. Good job. You're almost fluent. <laughs> and and I, be, I believe there's a call back to the one thing. If you're already about the one thing, there's more. Come on. There's more to gaze upon. There's upon, 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 up. On. That's another word. Come on, I believe the Lord is saying, "Will you be? Will you, will? Sorry, I'm trying. Will you? Will? Will you be more about following my cloud of glory in new ways that you never walked before, than going back to approve?" mechanism of the church of doing church in the last season ouch i believe the lord is calling god is moving come on god is doing a new thing everywhere i hear some this verse god is doing a new thing will you see it will you recognize it come on and i believe the lord is calling us right now come on to follow more the cloud of glory than trying to build something come on that was approved and love in the last season I don't say what's bad in the last season. I just say the Lord is moving right now. We will, tr we will, we, we, no, does not come out. <laughs> Are we going to try to rebuild the last season or follow God in the cloud of glory that maybe we don't know where we're going, but is leading us in place that we would never walk before. Come on. Are you there this morning? Come on. I, I love that. that. I just love, I bring you to Quebec just for that. Come on, I need more people in my church that does that. Wow, I feel empowered right, just right there. Come on. Preach it, pastor. That's what I'm feeling right now. God, God is moving. If I don't follow the cloud, if I don't follow him, I will only be a place where God was. I will repeat it because I thought you are going to say amen. But not amen, but ouch. God is moving. If I don't follow him, I will only be a place where God was. And I'm not saying he will abandon you. Because in the Bible, it's clear. He promises, I will never forsake you. You don't understand that? I will never abandon you. But his glory cloud is moving. His ways are changing. He's doing something new. I cannot stay in the old if I want to see the new. Come on. He's moving. If, if I'm not moving with him, I will only be a place where God was. Come on. I want to be about the one thing. I want to follow his presence. I want to be about the one thing. Because his presence is the only thing that distance. Oh, that's a hard word for me. Sorry. His presence is the only thing that distinguish us. Amen. What what is the, the the Israel in the Old Testament? Come on, or the early church in the New Testament? The only thing that distinguished them was what? The presence of God. The early church has nothing. They had nothing. They didn't have, they didn't have big screens like that. Come on. 
for, with so many slides for what's coming for next week. They are, they, are, they are nothing. They are nothing going on for them except what? The presence of God through the Holy Spirit. Come on. The thing that, the thing, the thing, thing. TH for French people is really hard. The thing that distinguished the church is not me. Hello? It's not our capacities. It's not our abilities. The thing that distinguishes the church, it is his presence. This is his house. This is his house. This is his H. His house. If it's not marked by his presence, come on. It should be marked by his presence. If not, can, can we call it its house? Hello? It's his house. It's his house. It should be marked by his presence. It should be marked by his presence. And everything we do, come on. And everything we do as a church... Everything I do should be marked by his presence. Should be marked. <clears throat> There's a vow in the Bible. <clears throat> sorry, that King David did. And it's a humble lesson, I believe, for each one of us. It's his son, Solomon, that talk about his father and his passions for the presence of God. Psalm 132, 1-5 says, Lord, remember David in all his self-denial. Self he swore an oath. To the Lord, he made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. And look at this, look at this vow. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. Wow. Can you feel the passion in this vow? Can you feel the heart, the heart, 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 H, heart behind this? Can you feel the desire? It's like David says, says, my life will be defined by the one thing. My life will be defined not by my war wins, not by my richness, not by my human success. My life will be defined on did I make room for the presence of God to dwell? Come on, wow. Wow, come on. Did I make room for the presence of God to dwell? And I'm asking us today, all of us, not more, less than me or you, all of us, are we ready to make this vow to the one thing? Because I believe Lord in this season is calling us to the one thing. Come on. And trusting the one thing. Will you make room? Will you not go to bed until I made room for the presence of God in my life? Come on. Are you ready to make room for God? Do you want to make room for more of God in your life? Come on. Because we fill this temple with so many stuff instead of his presence and trusting his presence. Will you make room for God? Will you make room for more of Jesus, for more of his glory, for more of his presence? Come on, because you have a, a holy, holy jalousy, holy Jealousy for your temple. Come on. You know this story. The Lord told me this sentence. We, we do gatherings. We do gatherings and we don't say who we invite. We don't say the worship leaders we invite. We don't say the, the preachers we invite. Because we want to come only around the presence of God. Right? If, if, if you don't want to come around the presence, don't come. I don't want you to come for my guest speakers. Does that make sense? And in the worship, he told me that last time. I'm going to read it so you can understand. Well, we cannot allow ourselves to not turn over the tables in our heart that Jesus will turn in his temple. I repeat that, right? We cannot allow ourselves 
Do not turn over the tables in our heart that Jesus will turn in his temple. Are you there? You know the story. Jesus saw the sellers in the temple. And the next morning he comes and what does he do? He makes room. <laughs> Come on. He takes the table with violent holiness for the... Come on. For the glory, violent holiness for the purity of his temple. Even the Bible says he had a zeal for his house. His zeal. That was not even frustration. That was a zeal for purity of his temple. Come on. And he said that my house <laughs> will be called a house of prayer. Come on. We cannot allow ourselves not to turn the tables in our heart that Jesus will turn in his temple. Come on. And so, oh yeah, come on, it's back. <laughs> come on, guys. Sometimes we sit at the table and we deal with the table, uh, the, with the devil. We sit at the table of the enemy and we deal criticism with the enemy. Come on. And we deal worries. And we deal, I got plenty of English words that sounds good here. We deal gossip with the enemy. Come on. We deal unbelief, we deal envy, we deal jealousy, we deal satisfaction. We deal sin with the enemy. Come on. In our lives, sometimes we sit at the table with the enemy. And the Lord is telling us this morning, it's time to make room and get rid of the place you sit with the enemy and make place for my house to be a house of prayer. Come on. My house will be called a house of intimacy. Come on. Shamba. Whoa, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people that wants influence right now in this world, but few wants intimacy. Hello? There's a lot of people that wants influence right now, but few wants intimacy. Come on. Will you make room and sit at the table of the Lord? Like Psalm 23 said, sit at the table. I'm putting a table Come on, I'm dressing a table before you, between you and your enemies. Come on. Instead of sitting at the table of the enemy and dealing stuff with him. Come on, that, that, qui salit ton temple. That dirty your temple. I prefer sitting at the table of the Lord, feasting at his presence, feasting as his food. Come on, feasting at what he's got for me. And when I do that, he's dressing a table between me and my enemies. Come on. Whoa, and his oil, his oil falls on me. Come on. And my cup overjoys. Come on. Wow. Sit, sit, sit at the table of the Lord. Make room. Make room. And trust the one thing. Trust the one thing. Trust the one thing. Matthew 6.33 says that. So above all, above all. I look in Greek. Do you know what it means? Above all. It's mean the same thing. I thought it was funny, but anyway. It's funny in French, Joe. So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then, righteousness, then all of these less important things. Wow. Are you, are you reading the same thing? Oh, it's there. Woohoo. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Come on. We need to be about the one thing that gives everything. Come on. Because if you want to be about everything, you'll lose the one thing that gives you everything. Come on. Are you there? Are you there? Come on. Seek first as the one thing. Seek first. And I'll give you all the rest abundantly. Come on. Do you trust the one thing? We say yes, but do we really in real life when really the everything start to push on you? Come on. 
And we become more about the everything and we lose the one thing that gives us everything. Come on, are you there? Do we really trust the one thing? Luke 10. Martha, Martha, come on, when Jesus says your name twice, you better listen. Why are you upset? Why are you troubled? Pulled away by all those many distractions. Other version will say things. Come on. You're pulled away by so many things. Are they really important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted. Come on. Wow. Undistracted. Focus on the one thing. Wow. Are we focused, undistracted, but everything that's pulling on us to be out of the one thing. To be out of our moment in His presence. To be out of our moments in His glory. Come on. Work, activities, worries, everything that wants to pull us. Do we trust that even a little rhythm in His presence will take care of everything on the outside? Come on. I prefer a little rhythm in His presence than just a big one and being all about everything after that. Does this make sense? Put God first. Put God first. Come on. Because he sees in the secret. He sees in your secret place. And the Bible says, I will give it back to you on the other side. Amen. There's a story of a a rich man that died. But his his son had died before him. So he had no hair. 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 (laughs) He had no hair. Hair. No age? No ages. I tried. No air. That's it? Woohoo. And <laughs> yeah, no air. <laughs> and the it, but he had, he had said in his will that he wanted to do a big auction of everything. And uh, he was a rich, rich man. So everybody was there for trying to have a bit of his riches. A car, silver plates, whatever could have been bought in the auction. Like lesser than its, its real worth. And everybody was there. But the first item, item put on, on auction was a picture of his son. A face of his son. And it was a quiet first auction because everybody was about the, the other stuff. But finally, somebody said, okay, I'll buy, I'll buy the picture of the son. And he bought the, the picture. And when, and when he bought the picture, the, the auctioner, you know, it's a, a gavel. Yes. Hit the gavel and said, okay, the auction is done. Everything that it man's possess goes to the one that just bust the image of the sun. And everybody was frustrated. <laughs> Why? How come? How come? How come he's got everything? How come the, the fact that he bought it? Because in this will, the father said, the one, that will pit, the one that will put value on my son will have everything. Shamba. That's not French. That's this. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. If you put value on the face of the sun, you will have everything else. You don't have to be pulled away by everything which is less important. Be about the one thing. As I finish, I would just... Read that verse that scares me a lot. Psalm 106.20. It says that. They exchanged the glory of God. For the image of an ox. Ox? Ox. I repeat. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. Wow. 
It's not only an ox. It's an ox that eats grass. They exchange the glory. You know this story. It comes from Mount Sinai. It comes, they, they, they saw the glory. They saw the glory. Ur and Aaron, they, they sit, they even sit under the glory. They saw all the marvelous robe of the glory of God. They ate in the presence of God. They saw the presence of God. All the people of God, all the people of Israel saw the presence of God on the mountain. But they said, make, that's crazy what they said. Make us a God that will walk before us. They already had that. They had the cloud by day and the fire by night. They already had the presence of God. Come on, walking before them. But they said, make us a God that will walk before us. Come on. Do you know that a golden cow does not walk by itself? You need to carry, carry it. Hello? Your own idol, your own thing, you need to carry it. And sometimes we carry our own idol and we say, God bless it. Come on. Don't exchange your presence for a cow that eats grass. Come on. Keep the, keep the purity and the beholdness. I put ness on behind every word and I think it makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Don't. Preciosity. What's preciousness? Oh, preciousness? It, oh, there's another nest there. I know. How do you say something is very precious? Oh, I don't know. It makes sense. Anyway, the presence is so very precious. <laughs> Keep it like, like, you're like, like. The guy in, in the Lord of the Rings, my precious life. Keep it. Keep, what's his name in English? Uh, Gollum. Yeah. My precious. Keep it. Keep it like it's, like it's, you know, you don't want to lose it. Don't exchange your glory, guys. It's not yours, but it's yours. It's yours, but it's not. But when the Lord shine on you and the, come on on the top of the mountain, you come out glowing, glowing and shining his presence everywhere you go. Come on. It's so precious. Don't exchange your glory. Come on. Don't exchange your glory, come on, for something you want to control. Because you cannot have control in the glory of God at the same time. Ouch. I think this called for that. They exchange your glory. I wrote that you cannot have the glory, the presence and control at the same time. We want to follow something that we control instead of his glory that, we, that cannot be contained. Don't exchange your glory, guys. Can you close your eyes? I believe the church wants and needs to be or come back to the one thing. I, I, I earnestly pray for the church in Quebec and in Canada. What will happen what will happen if we'll be only about his glory every Sunday, every time we meet? What will happen? <laughs> what the church look like if we build it not to attract people, but to attract his presence and trust God for the rest? Wow. And trust the glory. I'm telling you. When the glory falls, nothing else, nothing else matters. People are changed. People are drawn. <laughs> people are saved. People are totally wrecked in the presence of God. And I want to be about the one thing. I don't know if you guys want to be, but I want to be about the one thing. If you need... This is my first challenge for you guys to go deeper this morning. If you think you need to make room, if there's tables in your heart that need to be turned today and be dealt with, 
Come on. Just raise your hand. Be honest with yourself. Yes. Keep it up. All right. Just keep it up for a few seconds. Nobody's looking. Keep it up. Yes. If you feel there's tables in your heart that needs to be turned right now. Come on. Thank you for being honest. Lord, I just pray for everybody that their hands is up right now. I just pray for holiness to come right now. For your blood to fall on us, Lord Jesus. To everything that's not from you. Lord, we radically turn them over, Jesus, and say, Lord, we make room for you right now. Come on. Wow. Those things, those tables that I sit with the enemy has no more place in my heart. It's done. It's dealt with it's turnover and Lord there's more room for you right now say it with me Lord come on say it with me Lord wow come on Lord I make room for you I turn over the tables that I sit with the enemy wow clean my house wow come on say it with me clean my house right now Jesus make room wow I vow wow say it with me I vow to the one thing wow i will not lay my ads until i make room for you in jesus name wow thank you lord thank you for your holiness coming right now thank you for your blood being shared at the cross for us right now you're transforming us you're freeing us right now every link lord Jesus, that keep us with the devil because of traumas of earth in jesus name it falls in jesus name at the cross lord and there's new life coming in in jesus name in every one of us wow Come on, Lord. Shamba. Yes. I want to give back the mic. Yes. To your pastor. But after, if you want to be about the one thing, I want you to come in front and lay down on your knees. And we want to pray for you, all right? Me and Hannah, we want to pray for you. If you want to be about the one thing, it says, Pastor Joel, I heard enough in English today to be about the one thing and give my life to Jesus. <laughs> if you want to come, we want to pray for you, all right? Come in the front, lay, lay down your life, kneel, kneel, and we want to pray for you. We want to be at a moment that your life will be changed. Come on, in His presence, eh? And even if you want more, maybe it's more than the one thing. You just need prayer this morning. You're desperate for prayer. Just come, all right? We want to just lay our hands upon you and just minister. It's a privilege for us to be in your house and, and just love on you guys, all right? As you love on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, wasn't that a powerful word today? Thank God for that, amen. So good. So, so good. I mean, yeah, just wow. So anyways, I don't want to, I want to just transition. One of the things that was really, as, as Pastor Joel shared, was really on their heart was just to pray for anyone who wants prayer. And, uh, you know, we've been very limited over the last couple of years, just even with some of the guidelines sometimes, just for even prayer times, because we were trying to be sensitive to everything that's there. So what I want to ask is this, as we mentioned, we want to just give an opportunity to sow into them and to sow into their ministry. I think you've caught their heart. You've caught what they've done. You know, and I, I'm just so impressed as they kind of referenced most of the ministry in Quebec. They don't go somewhere and get put in a hotel and get an offering. They literally pay their own way. They pay their own way to bring people in. And that's in my mind, like those are the kind of ministries we want to get behind. Right, those kind of issues. I want to encourage you. We have an opportunity to sow into them today. Uh, you can do it at the debit credit terminal. You can do it online via Tithe. You can do it via e-transfer. Just please clearly mark. It's for you. Can you say Joel and Hannah Domain, or you can say uh, Generation Unity. Right? Is Unite Generation Unite? And so it's uh, the French and then English. Uh, and there'll be more opportunities. And even if the Lord puts on your heart to maybe become a monthly partner with them, I want to encourage you to do that. Because every person that just says, hey, even if it's 25, 30, 50, $100 a month, it helps them. And you've heard, like, this is serious ministry. I, I mean, I'll break on the bit. They even mentioned, they, they, many churches they go, they, they'll, they'll hook up their camper to their truck and go just so they don't put any pressure on the church. They just, they go camping to do ministry. And it's just this heart. They're mentioning in a couple weeks, they're going to drive 10 hours north into northern Quebec just to do ministry. So 
I just say that to say this is an opportunity to partner and to sow into what God's doing. Amen? So you can give via debit, credit. You can give online. And if you'd like more information on how to become a monthly partner, let us know. We'll connect you with them as well. But let's do this. If we all want to stand to our feet, uh, we are going to have an opportunity for prayer. So I'm going to invite those who want to come forward. If you do need to go today, we want to bless you to go as well. And we also want to ask if your kids are in kids ministry, if you could go get them first. Even if you want to bring them back and get prayer, but we just want to make sure we give a good break to our kids ministry workers as well. Amen. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this word today. And God, just even as, well, really, Hannah and Joel both shared so well. God, we receive the word. We honor those who brought the word to us today. And Lord, I thank you that we are going to go deeper in consecration to the one thing. God, take us deeper. I know my heart was stirred today to go deeper. That we would go deeper in consecration to the one thing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, we're going deeper. In the name of Jesus, amen. And so the team's just going to flow, but I just want to invite. They're getting ready to pray. But if you want to come, just come today. If you want to come for prayer, just as is invited, just come forward to the right. Yeah, just come, just come. Kind of, We're kind of back to the season where we can line up across the front. Uh, you know, obviously, if you'd still like a little bit of social distancing, you know, just kind of find a, a space. We're going to try and just make this as comfortable for everybody as possible. But uh, Joel and Hannah are just going to be here to minister and pray for people. But we love you. Thank you for being here today. God bless you guys. Uh, and obviously, all the stuff's out of school, the spirit info session tonight. All church prayer. One of the best ways we can put into practice the word that he just shared is this coming Friday night when we have all church prayer, 7.30 p.m. So we'd love to see you there. But God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday. If you just want to sit and stay in the presence of God and you just want to sit where you are, feel free to do that as well too. But God bless you. And uh, yeah, just come forward. And uh, we've got a couple of our team members who will be Joel and Hannah. And you guys can just flow whatever way the Lord leads you. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. You are worthy of it all.